Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray as we open God's Word together today. Father God, we thank you so much that you are with us right now. Wherever we are, whether we're sitting on our couch, whether we're watching this from our bed, wherever we are, God, it doesn't matter when we're tuned into you, you love it. You love that we're connecting with you. You love that our hearts are to grow and become more like your son. And so, God, we pray that we would be able to connect with you through your word this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you would use me to bring real encouragement and real hope to those of us who are feeling spiritually dry. So we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Have you ever found yourself feeling completely spiritually dry? Maybe even right now in the season we find ourselves in, you're feeling just overwhelmed, tired, exhausted, and not feeling that sense of of life and spiritual vitality that maybe you'd normally be experiencing. Perhaps Jesus is feeling very distant from you right at this moment. And try as you might, you're trying to break through, but you just feel weighed down and unable to get out of this rut that you find yourself in. And you're starting to wonder if if you're ever going to get back to that place of feeling alive and close to your Saviour once again. All of us face seasons of spiritual dryness. None of us immune from feeling this way. Not one of us will spend our whole lives living on the mountaintop of the spiritual highs, just the greatest times all throughout our lives. It's just not how life and our spiritual walk with Jesus works. And this is really good news for us. If we're in this place right now of feeling spiritually dry, none of us are destined to stay in seasons of spiritual dryness either. Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So knowing Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly, how then should we deal with these dry seasons in life when we're not experiencing the abundance of life that he's won for us? What are some things that we would be wise to do or remember when we're feeling spiritually dry? Well, today I want to share four ideas with you. And here's the first. When we're feeling spiritually dry, we need to intentionally press in and pursue God. Maybe you found this to be true. When we're struggling, we find it very easy to draw away from God, don't we? 
It's the worst thing we could possibly do. As easy as it is, it's the worst thing we could possibly do. After all, Jesus is life itself. He is our source of life. He is our source of hope. He is our source of energy and ability to press on and press through no matter what we might be facing in life. And when we draw away from him, we put ourselves in a very dangerous position. You see, drawing away from God is exactly what our enemy, Satan, would want us to do. Satan loves nothing more than seeing Christians draw away from God or even just become a bit, you know, lukewarm or nominal in their faith as a result of going through spiritual dry seasons. Satan uses, or he can use, this is the good news, he, he can use, we can actually stand against him as we recognize how he's trying to derail us in our faith. Satan can use these spiritually dry seasons to steal and kill and destroy our love for God. And this is why when we're feeling this way, when we're really struggling and we're feeling spiritually dry, this is why we need to intentionally press in and pursue God all the more. You know, sometimes when I'm running, I'm just not feeling it. I don't feel like running. Uh, my muscles are sore. It's cold outside. I'm not in the zone. I'm just not feeling it at all. Running isn't giving me anything. I'm not enjoying it. And yet, as anyone who loves running would say, sometimes you've just got to press through. Sometimes you just got to press through because you know that deep down, running is something that you really value and you really enjoy. You know, sometimes you've got to remind yourself that running's good for you. Running's what you want to do. Fitness is something that you really value, something that God values, and therefore it's something that you value. And this knowledge, this spurs most runners on to keep pressing on and often helps them to come back to a place where not only do they keep going and keep running, but they actually come back to a place where they genuinely enjoy running again. And like a runner who reminds herself of bigger picture truths in a tough season, to really get through a tough season, we too need to remind ourselves of bigger picture truths about God, about our desire for Him, about His desire for us when we're feeling spiritually dry. When we're feeling spiritually dry and we're finding it really hard to press in, we need to remind ourselves that relationship with God is something that we love. That relationship with God is something that is possible because of Jesus Christ. We need to remind ourselves of the promises in Scripture, such as James 4.8, for instance, that speak to the heart of God and His desire that longs to connect with us on a personal level. When we're feeling spiritually dry and we're finding it really hard to press in, we need to remind ourselves that God is who we actually want to know and enjoy and experience in life. And we need to remind ourselves that it's actually worth the pursuit. It's worth pressing on. It's worth a bit of opposition at times because God is worth it. God's worth the pursuit even when everything we're experiencing and feeling, our emotions, our circumstances are telling us the exact opposite. Satan works really hard in these seasons. 
Satan works hard in these seasons to keep us from seeing beyond the immediate. Our circumstances, our feelings, our emotions. Satan works really hard to keep us in this place and not see the bigger picture. Because Satan knows that as soon as we lose sight of our almighty God, as soon as we forget that God is powerful, that God wants relationship with us, that God can and will make a way for us to come close once again. He knows that we're in trouble. We will be in trouble. And Satan also wants us to lose sight of the fact that this season is just that. When we're feeling spiritually dry, it's a season. And seasons are for a period of time. They don't last forever. We won't feel this way forever. And this is why it's so important for us to continue to intentionally pursue and and press in to God. You see, the more we press in and pursue, the more we remember. The more we press into God and pursue Him, even when we don't feel it, the more we remember who He is, how incredibly valuable He is, and how much we treasure and truly adore Him. Him. And this naturally goes a really long way in helping us to more effectively navigate the spiritually dry seasons that we will inevitably face from time to time in life. So that's the first. When we're struggling and we're feeling spiritually dry, we need to intentionally press in and pursue God all the more. And here's the second. When we're struggling and feeling spiritually dry, we need to immerse ourselves in the presence of God. Is anyone listening an avid gardener? Does anyone like gardening? Many of you don't like gardening, I've heard. But funnily enough, over the years, I have developed a real love and passion for gardening. You could say my thumb has progressively turned a deeper shade of green over the years. Now, whilst I now love gardening, I haven't always been super successful at gardening. I've had my fair share of gardening disasters. I remember one time in particular discovering a potted plant around the back of Laura and my old place. And it's fair to say that this plant had been neglected. It did not look super green. In fact, it looked a little bit more brown, sort of yellow, a bit hawthorn-coloured in appearance. It wasn't looking super good. And its soil, which was once this beautiful, rich, you know, proper looking soil, looked like something more like you'd find if you went digging in a desert. It certainly wasn't looking very good. This plant was dry. It was as dry as you can get. And looking at it and and thinking to myself, man, this is a goner. There is no chance for this plant to make a recovery. Anyway, I did what any wise person would do in the scenario. I reached out for help. My mum and dad are avid gardeners and they know a thing or two about how to look after plants and even how to save plants in that sort of condition. So I said to dad, dad, what could I do? Is there any hope for this plant? And dad took a look at it for a moment and he said to me, I reckon if you immerse this plant in water, in a bucket of water, for maybe two or three days, I reckon that this plant might have a chance of living. And for me, I kind of looked at it and was like, yeah, 
chance of living? I do not think so. But being the good son I am, I thought, all right, I'll take your advice. I'll do it. And you never believe what happened. My dad obviously knew what was going to happen. But little by little, this plant started coming back to life. This plant started to show signs of actually getting healthier. Where there were once brown leaves and a lack of green, all of a sudden, green started coming back to this plant. The soil that was like arid, like a desert and completely dry, soon became far more healthy. It became permeable so that the water could actually penetrate in and get down to the roots of this plant. And before too long, believe it or not, after just a little while, this plant started to become healthy once again. And after taking it out of the pot and then doing what I should have done in the first place and actually regularly watering it, the plant actually started to flourish and started to look really good. You know, in many ways, we are just like plants when it comes to our spiritual lives. When we're spiritually dry, we need to be immersed as well. We need to immerse ourselves, not in water, but in the very presence of God. When we're dry, we need to, like this plant, we need to sit and soak in God's presence. There are many ways we can sit and soak. We can sit and just talk with God. That's sitting before our maker and soaking in his presence. We can sit and read God's word and invite Holy Spirit to really speak to us, to really minister to us in the deepest recesses of our hearts. We can listen to an uplifting Christian song and focus on the character and the goodness of God and allow the truth of God's word to wash over us and lift our spirits. There are so many ways we can soak in his presence. And after choosing to do just that, after choosing to sit and soak in God's presence, we will discover one of God's great gifts that is found in nowhere else. There's nowhere else it's found. Fullness of joy. In Psalm 16, verse 11, the psalmist makes this incredible declaration. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When we choose to immerse ourselves in God's presence, we are quite literally opening ourselves up to enjoy God. When we choose to immerse ourselves in God's presence, we open ourselves up to experience fullness of joy and pleasures at His right hand, things that are only found in Him. And we can, regardless of our feelings and whether we feel close to God or not, we can know wholeheartedly, we can be sure of it, we can know that God will meet us when we do this because His Word says that He will. James 4 Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Naturally, immersing ourselves in the presence of God will help us considerably as we navigate spiritually dry seasons in life. So, when we're struggling and when we're feeling spiritually dry, we need to intentionally press in and pursue God all the more and we need to immerse ourselves in the presence of God. And also, when we're struggling and feeling spiritually dry, we need to remain planted in Christian community. We are, as I said, only a few weeks ago, we're called to encourage and build one another up. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, 
Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. When we remain planted in Christian community, we are ensuring that we stay in an environment where we can be cared for and we can grow. We stay in a place where we're going to be cheered on by people who have our best interests at heart and want to see our relationship with God flourish. They want to see us move from a place of spiritual dryness to a place of spiritual abundance. When we remain planted in Christian community, we are essentially anchoring ourselves to something sure and something strong. Something that's much bigger than ourselves that can really help us to to hold us in a place that we really want to be and can keep us from drifting away slowly from relationship with Jesus. If you've ever been fishing out on the sea, you would know how important an anchor can be. When you find the perfect spot, maybe you're on the side of a a shipping channel where all the little fishies like to hide, you don't want to be anywhere else. You don't want to slowly drift away. You want to stay right there at that spot, right where the fishies are. So to stay right there, you need to anchor yourself at that point. And to do that, you drop an anchor down to keep your boat in exactly the right place. And in many ways, this is what a Christian community can be for all of us when we're struggling and feeling spiritually dry. You know, a church community, the, the love and the faithfulness of the people, the routine of, of gathering with other like-minded people can serve as an anchor that keeps us right where we need to be. As I said earlier, Satan, he, he doesn't want us to put our anchor down. He wants to, us to slowly drift away and he'll do everything he can to keep us from investing in and remaining in Christian community. Because really, that is, that's one of the main ways that Satan loves to steal, kill and destroy our love for God by pulling us away from Christian community. Here's the thing with Christianity. Christianity is not a road that's meant to be walked alone. There are no lone ranger Christians. It's not the way. It's not the way of Jesus. He modeled relationship with others. He modeled that close, intimate Christian community where people were encouraged and had opportunity to serve and love God. And it's not the way for us in our day and age either. We're just not meant to do life alone. And like a sheep, for instance, If you were a shepherd, you would know as a shepherd that it's super dangerous when that one sheep is off alone. A a sheep by itself is super vulnerable to attack. It's a prime target to be taken away and, and stolen away from the fold. And just like a sheep in that sense, when we are socially isolated from our Christian community, we are super vulnerable as well. We, as Christians, and just as people, if you're not a Christian yet, you might know this to be true, but it is true. We desperately need relationship with God and we desperately need relationship with other Christians too. And this is especially true when we're navigating spiritually dry seasons in life. There's a real power. There's a real power in remaining planted in Christian community in these times. So, to recap, When we're struggling and feeling spiritually dry, we need to intentionally press in and pursue God all the more, immerse ourselves in the presence of God, remain planted in Christian community, 
And finally, and I love this one, reflect on God's faithfulness and actively praise Him. It's a really powerful thing to take some time to look back and remember all the very times that God has been faithful. The Israelites were masters at this. They, they were really good at it, like us. You know, we always give them such a hard time, but if we're honest, we are just like they were. We, we give them a hard time, but, you know, they so often, just like us, they so often forgot about how good and faithful their God was. We laugh at them because they did it, but honestly, we did the same thing. We are so good at forgetting how good and faithful God was. And the Israelites, they so often became discouraged or distracted and they forgot about all the times that God came through for them. Judges 8.34, if you've ever read the book of Judges, you would know that this is a common phrase. And 8.34, it it paints a picture of, of the repeated pattern that was happening. This is what it says, Judges 8.34. And the people of Israel did not remember the Lord their God. We all know how dangerous it is to forget God. And on the flip side, we also know how powerful it is to not only remember God, but also to celebrate God. The psalmist in Psalm 77 encourages us to do this. Here's what he writes in verse 11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. Remembering and focusing on all the times that you have enjoyed God, remembering and focusing on all the times that God has come through and has been faithful to us, thinking of all these wonders of old, so to speak, can change everything for us when it comes to navigating dry seasons in our spiritual walk. I don't know how many times, personally, I've experienced this to be true and how many times you've told me as members of our church that this is true as well. Something powerful happens when we remember God, when we remember his character, his goodness, his faithfulness, and then when that causes us to worship him in response. This process of remembering and then worshiping can so often act like a key, like a key in a lock, opening a door for us, if you like, to walk out of a place of spiritual dryness and into a place of spiritual renewal into a place where Jesus can really work on our hearts and encourage us to continue on, hand in hand, with him in life. I'm wondering today, friends, are you in a place right now of spiritual dryness in life? Are you, even right now as I'm sharing this word, are you feeling like you are stuck in a desert with no place out? with no way to escape. Well, I want to encourage you today. First thing's this. The season you're right in right now is just that. It's a season. It won't last forever. As horrible, as overwhelming, as big and insurmountable as it might feel right now, it won't last forever. God will pull you out. And whilst God pulls us out of these kind of seasons. God invites us to play our part in coming out of these places too. And I believe, I'm confident, that if you put into practice the four ideas that I've shared this morning, 
I'm sure that you'll find that God will take you by his hand, that he will lovingly and gently beckon you forward in your walk with him and lead you through and into new seasons of blessing in abundant life and relationship with him. How about we pray right now and just invite God to do that work in all of our hearts and especially in those of our hearts that are feeling particularly spiritually dry and vulnerable right now. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you are with us through every season of life. There is nothing that we face or go through that you don't care about. There is nothing that we face or go through that you don't want to speak into and bring life to. And so I pray right now, God, for every single person who is feeling spiritually dry, every single person who is feeling distanced from you, I pray, Lord, that you would just draw near to them as they draw near to you. I pray, God, that they would know you, that they would be able to look beyond the immediate and look to the bigger things, to see you seated on high, to see and remember your heart and desire to connect with them and to draw them close to you in love. And so, God, I pray that just in every way you would reveal yourself to your children and your children would respond to you and allow you, Lord, to take them by the hand and lead them into new seasons of spiritual abundance with you. So God, we pray this in Jesus' name, knowing Jesus that you care and you want to guide us through every season we face in life, including these spiritually dry seasons. We thank you that you care and we thank you, Lord, that you love to move in the hearts and the minds and the lives of your people. So come and move, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.